Hello. I'm here today with Hamish Douglas of Magellan Asset Management, who has just taken over the management of the St James's Place International Equity Fund. Good afternoon to you, Hamish. Magellan Asset Management will be a new name to our investors. Perhaps I could ask you to start by describing the history of the company and uh, your investment background. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I must admit it's a pleasure being with you today. Uh, the background of the firm, I was the co-founder of, uh, of Magellan, which trades as MFG Asset Management in the UK. Uh, back in 2006, I founded the firm with a business partner of mine, Chris Mackay. Both Chris and I used to be investment bankers. After setting the firm up in mid-2006, in the first quarter of 2007, we hired a team of what we think is a very talented team. The core of our investment team was hired uh, back in the first quarter of 2007, and then we launched our two primary strategies. The one we have on the St James's Place platform is our global equity strategy, where I'm the lead portfolio manager. So over five years ago, we launched that strategy. Today, we have over 50 people employed at Magellan. Our investment team is all based in uh, Sydney, uh, Australia. Your investment approach is a value-based one, uh, as espoused by the famous value investor Warren Buffett. What differentiates you from other investors in this part of the market? It is true that part of our philosophy borrows some of Buffett's uh, tenants. We are a very, very quality-biased manager, and we believe the first part is to find a, a, a group of businesses that have huge competitive advantages, and then we look to invest in a portfolio those businesses at prices we believe are going to generate acceptable returns for investors. And that's where the value element of our strategy comes in. We are not a deep value investor. So we are not looking to invest in very cheap companies that don't have any competitive advantages. We start with a, a, a Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger is business partner tenant, you're much better to invest in very high quality businesses. And we want to buy those businesses when we think there are prices that are going to generate uh, decent returns for our investors. Value opportunities are inherently longer term investments. What uh, is your average holding period for stocks in the portfolio? Our average holding period is around three to five years. That's the ideal time frame that we would look for. The turnover in our portfolio has been approximately 20% per annum, which is consistent with an average holding period of about five years. Of course, some investments we would hope we're going to hold for 10 or 15 years, but you can't predict that their businesses may still be at the same uh, attractive levels that far into the future. The speed and possibly success in many cases of, of stocks um, that are recovering um, is often down to the management team. Do you place a lot of emphasis on meeting with managers and the quality of the managers that you're meeting? Well, Chris, it's a, it's a good question. It, it actually does depend. There are some companies we invest in that we view are very, very steady state businesses that have huge competitive advantages. They're not really dependent on a recovery per se. A Coca-Cola isn't in financial difficulty. We're not there as a deep value player, but it's a very high quality business that's given us very steady returns that reduces the risk in our portfolio. So whilst we know and we have met Mutar and other people at Coca-Cola, I wouldn't call it as critical to our investment process, but we invest in other businesses a business that is going through a turnaround, Tesco in the UK, which we have a large investment in at the moment, management's plans 
for that business are absolutely critical and therefore meeting and discussing with management what their plans may be in a situation that has more of a turnaround like Tesco does is much more important. In terms of portfolio construction, how many stocks will you be holding in the St James's Place International Equity Fund? Well, our mandate is 20 to 40 securities. We typically hold 25 uh, securities and we're fairly strict to that definition of 25. I often describe to our investment team that managing our portfolio is like managing a football team. And if you limit the number of players allowed onto the paddock to 25, you have to make a decision about the role that each one of those investments plays in your portfolio. What position do they play? Which risks do they have attached? Which currencies are they, uh, are they in? And we're always measuring the cost of those investments. And by limiting the number of players within the team to 25, we believe we make or could make better decisions about having the best players on the team and ultimately, if you have the best players, you have the greatest chance of achieving your objectives you set out. Talking more about the current portfolio, are there any particular themes that you're focusing on at the minute? We do have a number of investment themes. We're not a thematic investor, but we often look for areas which have um, some tailwinds behind them, which increases your probabilities of getting the outcomes you want over time. An investment theme that we've had in the portfolio really for the last five years is to invest into what we call the growth of the emerging market consumer. There are a billion new people who are going to become urbanised in the emerging markets in the next 20 years and as they become urbanised their spending power is going to increase. And we have invested a meaningful part of the portfolio, slightly less than 30% at the moment, but it has been higher, in large multinational consumer franchises that have market-leading positions in their major emerging markets. They could be Coca-Cola, they could be Unilever, they could be Nestle, or they could be an investment that we've had in a business called Yum Brands that owns KFC, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell around the world that has a fabulous market-leading position in China. So that would be theme one. I would call it. We've also had a relatively large investment in what we call the global payment space. The world is changing its spending patterns away from cash and check to what we frame as a cashless society and technology is accelerating this trend away from cash in the world. It started in the 1950s with the move to credit cards, later on became debit cards and now is becoming smartphone enabled um, payments around the, the, the world. And we have investments in a portfolio of businesses that we think are the very best positioned businesses to benefit from this secular shift. A large investment we've had is eBay that owns the PayPal franchise that is an e-commerce payments franchise, actually the leading e-commerce payments franchise in the world. But we also own some other platform investment businesses in this space, Visa Card, MasterCard and American Express. We've also got some more macroly oriented themes. Uh, we, we have some investments that are predicated on a steadily recovering US economy. It first started out in some investments we had that were predicated on housing starts recovering in the United States, which is starting to commence. We made investments in this space over 18 months or so ago and still our about our second largest investment in the fund is in a home improvement retailer in the United States called Lowe's. Um, we also have investments that is predicated on the interest rates normalising 
in the United States over our investment time frame, which is three to five years, where we believe interest rates will increase in the United States as the economy goes through its recovery phase. And drilling down a little further, can you give us an idea of a stock that you've recently added to the portfolio? Well, Chris, the most recent stocks we've added to the portfolio is actually connected with our view on US interest rates. Uh, about a few months ago, we, we, we made an investment, slightly less than 10% of the portfolio, into two large global trust banks. Uh, they're businesses called State Street and Bank of New York Mellon. These businesses will get greatly benefited by an increase in interest rates and an increase in level of market activity as markets start to normalise over the next few years, particularly out of the United States. Uh, so we've put these investments in place of a view of an investment theme around interest rates. We view them as particularly uh, attractive at the moment. Uh, we view that they've got enormous competitive advantages in their core custody uh, business and they should benefit from the normalisation of that interest rate curve in the United States over the next three to five years. And what would be the catalyst for selling a stock from the fund? Well, the most obvious catalyst for us selling a stock in the portfolio and the most usual catalyst is when the player in the football team no longer earns its place. We have 25 slots on our team, so when that player starts to underperform, we look for a similar style investment to replace that investment. It may not be overvalued, but we would often be able to find a player who could perform at a higher level, as in a cheaper player for the similar risk profile. And we've actually done quite a lot of that in the last 12 months, as many defensive consumer names in the world have become more expensive. Not because we believe they're fundamentally overvalued, but we believe they're less attractive than other high quality, low risk investments we could make uh, at the moment. So that is the most usual reason we would sell a stock. Of course we would sell a stock if it got fundamentally overvalued. And we will sell a stock when we make mistakes. Mistakes are inevitable. We're obviously trying to reduce the frequency of those mistakes in our portfolio. But when we make mistakes, and we have made them, uh, our, our tenant is to sell that investment. This is clearly quite a concentrated portfolio. How do you manage risk as part of your portfolio construction process? Well, our portfolio is quite concentrated, but we are, we are very focused to making sure we do not aggregate risk too much in very similar investment ideas. Uh, we also put limits how much we could invest into a single stock. We put limits how much we could invest into a sector if we view that sector carries risk. We specialise in financials, but no more than 30% of our fund could be invested in financials. No more than 5% of our fund could be invested in a single financial. And then we've got other tests around financials that further limit the exposure. If they happen to have been in the United States, we have a limit at the moment on 20% that could be subject to US interest rate. Uh, risk. So we put a series of controls around what we call single name risk and aggregation risk uh, in the portfolio to try and ensure, even though we may have a high conviction in a theme or a stock, we don't place too many eggs in the one basket. Hamish, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about the rigour of our investment consultants, Stanford Associates. How do they compare with other investment consultants that you've worked with? Well, Chris, at the end of the day, your process, and we've been very involved with St James's Place and your uh, asset co consultant, Stanford Associates. And I have to say our whole team is relatively exhausted by the process we have been 
uh, through, it is, it is extensive and it really is at a level above and beyond other major consultants and institutional uh, clients who have done due diligence on Magellan. And we've probably had 30 parties in the past few years who have done due diligence. And the due diligence done by your team is by far and away the most extensive. I believe your process gets much more involved into what is going on in the mind of the people making the investment decision and what makes the investment professionals tick. What is their psychological profile? We don't get that level of questioning and rigour from our other asset consultants. Your process seems to get right underneath the, uh, the bonnet. So in a few words, why should investors feel confident investing with Magellan Asset Management? Well, first of all, I'd say you should feel confident because we're invested in some of the world's great companies. Uh, we're, we're not searching around to invest in cheap, uh, second-rate businesses. So the first thing where people should be confident, we really are investing in blue-chip stocks around the, around the world. These are businesses like Google, they're like eBay, they're like Nestle, Coca-Cola. These businesses are true market leaders with demonstrable long-term competitive advantages. So we are not speculative investors at all. The second part, we have a very rigorous process uh, to ensure we buy them at prices or our, we believe through our analytics, we buy them at prices where we're buying the ones that will give us a rate of return that is going to be, um, we, we hope would be very acceptable to underlying uh, clients. And the third part is we eat a, a lot of our own cooking at Magellan. I personally have, the firm has, our investment team has a high portion of their investable net worth invested particularly into this core global equity strategy where St James Place clients are invested as well. And I think that is very, very important. This is what we fundamentally believe in and this is how we fundamentally believe our own money should be invested. Hamish Douglas, thank you very much. A pleasure. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.